welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show turned podcast Too Beautiful to Live, at least most nights, in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm Bobby Pape, and joining me in Everett, Washington, finally back, we've missed you, Christy Wise. Hello, Christy. Hello. And in Dallas, Texas, Meredith, we've missed you a little bit, Mayhan. Hey, Bobby. And in Austin, we can't get rid of you fast enough, Mike Frizzell. Good evening, Mike. Good evening. Welcome back, Christy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I assume Mike is under uh, some couch cushions, keeping warm right now, <laughs> trying to shield himself from the hail that's about to come over Texas. Well, Meredith is going to get the yeah I'm get it first, it soon. and then it's coming down this way. So they. Uh, I guess she's been scrambling to get uh, both cars in the garage. We can't. We have, we don't have that option. We staged our house, so the only way we could get a car into the garage is to um, come up from the curb at about eighty miles an hour and see how far we could get in. <laughs> it's on contract now, right? So it's not your problem anymore. I yeah, it's a gray area. I still don't mm. want any. I, I want our roof to survive repairs, this for sure. So. This is a Friday episode of the show. Normally, this is a time when we would bring in a special guest and talk about their favorite moment from TBTL history or bring in Phyllis Fletcher or share some clips on a theme. In fact, those are all things that are on our monthly schedule for Friday shows. Now, you may or may not have heard or noticed, um, but we've actually brought a little bit more of a rhythm to those recently. But this Friday happens to be the fifth Friday of the month. We don't have a plan for Fifth Fridays of the Month, so we thought we would take this and do a little special episode where we would catch up with y'all and tell you what's been going on in our lives recently. It's incredibly self-indulgent, and we got the idea from basically every interesting top story from TBTL. Mm -hmm. We are all going to share a little bit something uh, about ourselves, and we're also going to share our own edition of Jones and Fur Thrones and your latest recap on the TV that we're watching right now and uh, we're going to start with the voice we haven't heard the longest christy wise christy what's going on since we've heard from you last um i had a salad for dinner um (laughs) so did i went to work today uh (laughs) is there interesting weather in everett no (laughs) (laughs) that's it who's next no um there's that co-hosting i miss so much (laughs) (laughs) it it had been for about two weeks unbearably hot um what's unbearably hot yeah come on well (laughs) okay we i i always have to set this up when i start complaining about weather to the people in texas um mike you know what what it's like we don't have air conditioning in our house no Right. My sister's the only person in that area that I know it's has only air rich people, and she sees me frequently when I'm in Seattle in the summer. Yeah, exactly. And if, if you know all your friends have air conditioning, and you just go over to their house a lot. Yeah. So um, we don't have air conditioning here, and it's like this weird weather thing where it doesn't even start to get hot until about three o'clock in the afternoon, and gets hotter as the night goes on, instead of opposite mm-hmm. where it gets cooler. So. Um, it was in the 80, it hit a high of 90, which in April, that's pretty, pretty damn hot for here, um, for about two weeks. And then, then the rain came back. So it's neither cold nor hot nor rainy here. It's like spring in Seattle. 
Christy, there is more exciting news than the weather in your life recently, right? You asked about the weather. I was kidding. Oh. I know. My jokes don't always sound like jokes. But tell us about the actual exciting news. Oh, I built a standing desk for a man that was dressed in a pirate shirt today. You're never going to get it. Was it a Vera desk? Does it adjust to various heights automatically? Or did you just stack an Ikea table on top of a real desk like it's my office It's an Ikea made? electric one. So, like, it has a moving mechanism. Oh, my God. Like It's like Safeco Field. Just yeah, except, turn yeah, the exactly. dial and then... <laughs> but um, he literally was wearing a shirt that pirates wear, like on Seinfeld, and toe oh, shoes. Puffy shirt. And he, yeah, puffy shirt. And then he watched me do the whole thing. He oh didn't my. help one time. He didn't There's even, no pride or shame left. He didn't even pick up the Allen wrench every time you dropped it? No. You um, know, um, the, the stager that came to our house several times and helped us sell the house, she's just a little thing, probably like 5'4", 110 pounds or something. And she has to bring in all this stuff and take it all back out to the car. And every time I helped her, she was literally shocked because she said people mm-hmm. just, you know, because she gets paid. People yeah. just watch her, you know, it's men insane. included, watch her horse stuff in and out of their house and don't help her. I have that all day at work because I'm the office manager. Like, this is your job. So, yeah. So Do they just watch. There's, I get, there's probably about five people that ask me if I want help. The For the record, I would me. help a dude as well. If it had been a right. guy, I would help him. What, it's yeah, something that needs to be carried to the car. Yes, especially because some of these things are team lifts, as they as they say at Target, team lifts. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just pulling a table through the office, making this horrific noise because it's a team lift project, and no one even looks up. (laughs) But are you trying to get at that I got married? Did you? (laughs) You what? Uh, So you got married? I did. To Jeremy. Yes. How's that feeling? Okay. As I said. The same. (laughs) Some people think like when you live with your boyfriend or whatever, it's the same. Like once you get married, it's like, oh, whatever. But other people think it's different. So I'm curious how you feel. Well, we've lived together for three years. So that part felt the same. What feels different is that his dad actually speaks to me now. Oh. Wow. At like the wedding, he actually made eye contact and asked me a question it was a weird question but he asked a question no it was about the harry potter book one of the harry potter books (laughs) wow random did he do you think he practiced like he studied and wrote a list of questions that he knew would be appropriate for you he knew that it would be appropriate because his wife had bought it for me it's one of the offshoot books that is being made into a movie yeah is that called Harry Potter and the Infinite Cash Grab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the money on the table. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that that's a little bit different. Um, Ellie is obsessed with calling me um, her stepmom, which is cute. <laughs> that's going to be not cute in ten years, but. <laughs> Oh, she'll get over it. I remember making a long list of names that I wanted to call my stepdad when my mom got remarried, mm-hmm. and I ended up just calling him by his first name. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I just tell her she can call me anything, as long as it's a nice name. Everyone should listen to Nerd Out Loud to get the full scoop, but do you want to give us the quick rundown of 
the wedding and how things are going the last couple of weeks since we heard you last? Sure. So um, we had it on the Edmonds waterfront, just 20 people. Um, It was all of our like immediate family and a couple of friends because we could only go, we could only have 20 people. Um, My dad officiated the wedding. We wrote it basically all ourselves. My dad took, um, didn't really like one of the things I, one of the quotes I wanted him to say. So he threw in his little magic there. Um, and Jeremy's vows made everyone cry. Uh, his mom had a stink face the whole time. She was not excited about it. Why? Why do you think that was the case? I think it's because my dad is gay and an internet and an internet minister was marrying us. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, she was quiet the entire time. If it makes you feel yeah, any she's better, very she's a, a very gay, sunny person. I mean, mm-hmm. a gay internet minister married us too. Yeah, they're the it best. My husband's aunt Sarah. Exactly. See, and we're still oh. married. I was married by a straight years. internet minister, Luke Burbank. I was married by a straight Episcopal priest. I'm doomed. yeah so it it was a really fun day um the we didn't really have a huge big party it was just very small and intimate and we only took a couple days off of work so it doesn't really feel like anything big changed so when after we have our big thing in july i think it will be yeah everyone's invited to the big thing in july right (laughs) So then the I had planned a surprise. He always comes up with like fun date nights or when we travel places, he always comes up with the plan of what we're going to do. So I decided to have a surprise. Just I call it mini moon, which I actually hate the term that people say, but um it just me we just only had a couple days that we could go away. So um he had no idea where we going. We were going. He actually thought we were going to the Oregon coast or Canada, but I had to tell him at the last minute we were flying somewhere so that he wouldn't talk, talk me out of trying to wake up at three in the morning is when we had to go to the airport right? or also pack a bunch of liquids or whatever. Like he had to pack for a plane instead of a car. Um, so we went to the airport. He had no idea where we we're going until we actually checked in. And then he realized we were going to Los Angeles where he has one of his best friends lives there. And he started texting her like, oh, we're going to Los Angeles. And she, because I had worked it out with her, was saying to him, I'm out of town. I have this work thing. That's too bad. I wish I had known. And he's just like, oh, he was really, really upset. And it kind of makes you sound a little inconsiderate, doesn't it? Because yeah. So meanwhile, she's sending me screenshots of this. And so when he's reacting to me, he's like, oh, man, Rachel's gone. I I was like, oh, that's really too bad. I wish I'd (laughs) thought to call her. Yeah, I just was trying so hard not to laugh or like (laughs) smile or give it away or something. So we land since our flight was at five. We landed at eight and we go to breakfast and she's there. And so that was really fun. He cried. He was like, what is happening? He was just so excited. And then we tried to go see the space shuttle. They have some shuttle there, I guess. And it's rare because there's not many in the world or something. (laughs) I think they're all (laughs) rare, actually. 
It was kind of There's dirty There's a few that didn't blow taste. up and, and they're, you know, <laughs> valuable to see. So um, we were trying to go there, but LA is like the worst place in earth for traffic. Yeah. And there was some kind of, of Christian uh, people talking in tongues and healing each other event going on right next to the science place. Oh, how appropriate. So they had closed all the streets to turn left, which is where all the parking was. Hmm. Yeah. And so Jeremy was like, Jesus is fucking with my life even here. Yeah. <laughs> because he could tell where we were going because there's all these like banners for see the shuttle while we're mm-hmm. a block away from I mean, like literally a block away from it and couldn't get to it. Did you ever so, consider just dropping him off and, and he could go see the shuttle and you would just circle the block until he got his fill <laughs> of the we shuttle? Should <laughs> we should have done that. But the problem was then it started to get closing time. Like, oh. Uh. I thought, hey, it's just a shuttle. We can have 15 minutes in this place, right? Like, we only need to see that. Um, We went the next day, and I think we spent four or five hours there. I mean, Mm -hmm. he stood under the shuttle for probably 30 minutes just crying. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) That's love right there. (laughs) And then there was, like, capsules of some sort. And he would say, can you imagine being in this with another person for three full days? I'd just say, oh, yeah, that would suck. And, like, <laughs> move on. But <laughs> meanwhile, he's in awe. Um, luckily, his friend is also a huge space nerd. That's what they bonded over. So she could listen to his stories. Oh, that's great. So she went to the museum with you guys. Yes, yes, yes. So That's great. Yeah. So then instead of going to the museum on the first day, we just went back to the hotel because we had been up since three. Um, and, like... You know, took showers and got ready, and then um, I had dinner planned at this place at Newport Beach. If any, shout out to the OC if anyone watched that show, um, <laughs> or just love the OC <laughs> as a place. As a place, yep. <laughs> and so we went there, and he kept saying, "Like, who told you about this place?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I try to distract or look at my phone and act really um, like distracted or whatever." And we get there, and it's this, like, very busy place. It's so busy that they serve wine outside and bring their specialty food out on, like, platters for you to try. Kind of like Costco, but high class. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so we go up, and and there's a line, and I just tap the guy in front of me, and it's Jesse Dollimore of the Dollimore podcast. Or oh. I doubt it with Dollimore, if anyone listens to that. No. Uh, yeah, I assume he was dining with a cardboard cutout of Ronald Reagan. Yes, yes. So I had set that up too. That they and they told us where to go. It's this their favorite place. Um, so that was that, and we had a great dinner. And oh, Jeremy cried about that too. And then we, uh, they same side sat, and we took photos to send to Jeremy Henson, who was so jealous. He's like, I can't even see because I'm so jealous at what's happening right now. Um, so that was really fun. We went back to their house, got to see their recording studio. Um, and <laughs> Meredith, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Meredith, sorry, ignore. Me. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's just some more editing for Bobby to do. It's only I, the busiest I, week ever for me, guys. Thanks. <laughs> um. So, uh, yeah. And then the next day we went to the Space Museum and then we drove into the desert to Palm Springs for a few days. 
That was that. Fun. And you're back. Congratulations. I'm back. Thank you. Even if uh, it's Jeremy, I'm glad you're happily married. <laughs> <laughs> so, in addition to catching up on everybody's lives, uh, with the return of Game of Thrones and therefore the return of A Song of Ice and Spoilers on TBTL, and we're recording on Tuesday night, I have not listened to today's episode yet, so I don't know. Uh, but if it's anything like last year, I'm just going to be fast forwarding through <laughs> A Song of Ice Same. and Spoilers because I don't watch game of thrones i don't have the attention span for anything like that um we're also going to talk about game of thrones right so christy give us your take on the latest episode of game of thrones i i i divorced game of thrones this year i i broke up with it how come um even last year it was pretty painful to watch and i think there was a couple episodes where i would try to guess what had happened from the ice like game of ice and spoilers mm-hmm. do you remember that one mike when yeah. i did that um mm-hmm. i don't know it just tr- what i told jeremy is feel free to watch it without me if it's on in the backgrounds i won't be mad <laughs> so i'm i'm basically over and even when i did watch it i didn't really like their recap because it was a lot of mm. and then that one guy I don't remember his name, but he kind of looks like this. And then, and Andrew trying to, well, in the book, I think this happened. So, yeah. So, I'm the last one um, actually watching Game of Thrones. And I, there's a lot that I don't care for, and that is the the violence. I, I actually don't really like watching violent shows. And they do a really nice job with the special effects. So, it it's pretty awful to watch if you don't like violence so at this point i think i'm just watching for uh boobies and beard ideas (laughs) oh okay (laughs) no i imagine that if it was up to you you would prefer them to just hand a note to their enemies saying they have a sword (laughs) right right Right. we don't this this doesn't need to get ugly yeah, I have boobs. I don't need to watch it on TV. Yeah. I stopped watching. I think I started when it first came out. And then there was, I think it was maybe episode three. There was a jousting match. They were on horses. Do you guys remember this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and one of the horses, they just sliced its head right yeah. off. Yeah. And yeah. I, tur- I hit done. stop and I threw the remote and I said, I'm done with this show forever. I'm yeah. never watching it again. Animal deaths. Because that's Cannot I almost quit that. during season one or two when they killed a dire the dog. Yeah. Oh, I saw those puppies, and I—that's like the first scene, right? I was like, "Those puppies are all going to die, and yeah. I don't want to see it." Yep. <laughs> Can I handle kill this? all these actors? Kill all these characters? But if you kill, if you harm <laughs> one hair, oh, one hair on that dog's head, humans, forget them. <laughs> but that horse and those puppies, uh-uh. Nope. Uh, so, Christy, in your newfound um, TV freedom. From Game of Thrones, since you divorced Game mm-hmm. of Thrones, what are you getting your groove back watching? Um, so just a top three probably is Broad City. If you're not watching it, do it. Yes. Uh, Catastrophe, amazing. Mm-hmm. And hmm, I just started House of Cards, the newest season. Christy, let me so, ask you about Catastrophe because yes. we've talked about it on the show. Meredith yes. and I have talked about it. Um, what is it about that show that that keeps you riveted? Because you've just like recently in the last few days or so watched the latest season. Yes. What do you love about 
I loved how funny they were that the relationship is so real that I would want to be friends with them. That mm-hmm. That's always a sign of a good show is if you really would want to hang out with the people. Yeah, you don't feel sorry for them or you don't ridicule them or... No. Yeah, well, I didn't you don't feel the like they're season. better than you. You feel like you're right in the trenches with them feeling these right. feelings. Right, um, I really love that the two characters in real life wrote, write the whole show. Yeah. that That's really cool. I like just their chemistry that they have together. And then that brings us to season two. I won't give any spoilers, but let's just say that midway through the second episode, I actually had to stop it and text both Joe in Chicago and Emily at the same time and ask them if I would be okay to watch the rest of it because I was having such anxiety about the characters <laughs> yeah, and what was going to happen. Yeah, the fact and Emily they... was like, it's not going to get better. And I was like, I don't mean better because the show is amazing. <laughs> it's just I don't want certain things to happen mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have been able to watch it at the time. I think your your point about the main characters being the writers of the show does make their dialogue ring really true and painful and crazy. Yes. And, and that's, that's what keeps me in is just that relationship is so, is so strong and crazy that you just can't look away. Yes. And their problems and conversations and issues are so realistic. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that I mean, especially during the second season, there was times when I was annoyed with both of them and hated yeah. both of them and yeah. loved both of them. And yeah. Yeah. You're like, oh, he should have done this and she should have done mm-hmm. that. They're both wrong. You know? Yeah. They're both they wrong. Both I hate up both here. of them. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> but then I think it was Emily said, you'll get through it. And Joe said, I'll tell you, I liked them both at the end. And I was like, okay, I can soldier okay. on. <laughs> I think I know the moment you're talking about when yeah, I, I was yeah. ready. I was out on both of them. I'm like, I don't want to be your friend. Right. I, I hate both of you. I hope yeah. you both die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anything else, Christy? Um, oh, Veep. Everyone should watch Veep in Silicon Valley as well. Instead of Game of Thrones. Just turn that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> and just watch the two comedy half hours. What's funny is they put those on after Game of Thrones. Now, it used to be the opposite, didn't it? I don't know. I watch it all the next day, so I don't even yeah. know what time those come on. I, I just, I mean, I had to, because so much recording goes on on Sunday nights, I couldn't record Game of Thrones when it was actually on. I had to go choose a later showing of it because oh, you can okay. only like record four things at once on our DVR. You don't have on demand? Well, yeah, but it doesn't show up until the next day, and I wanted to watch it that night. So I had it record at like 10 o'clock instead of 8 o'clock so that I could watch it at 10 or 10.30. And it it did, it did strike me, and uh, sharpshooters, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they flipped that, and it's weird to like watch Game of Thrones and then you go, okay, well, let's skip on to Silicon Valley and Veep. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird journey there, but Silicon Valley is amazing. Yeah, it really is. And each season, it just gets better. Yeah. And I get pissed when, that it's only half an hour. Yeah. When it ends, I'm like, ugh. Uh, and with that, uh, I think I'm going to go next because mine's short okay. and sweet. Um, okay. I did not get married recently. But you went to a shit ton of weddings. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
Uh, last weekend, Sam and I went to two weddings in two days. So first was my brother-in-law's wedding, which we were both in. Um, my brother-in-law, Greg, the meteorologist, uh, has a PhD in weather. Uh, and his now wife also just defended her thesis and is getting her PhD in weather. So it was a doctor, doctor wedding. Uh, I think and- he should just for the universe, he probably should have married a traffic reporter so that they could like do traffic and weather <laughs> on the tens every hour. Uh, yeah, but then it would get really awkward with the anchor. <laughs> yeah. Let's throw it to this guy. Who's this they, guy? They, they could do, they could do some canoodling. Right. <laughs> Uh, so she is from rural, rural Pennsylvania, <laughs> and that's where the wedding was. So now, she's Amish. Um, she is. Did uh, she make a quilt? She is not, but uh, we. Is she a juror? We saw our. <laughs> yeah, she's a rural juror. <laughs> uh, but it was out that way, so uh, that was. Uh, Rehearsal dinner and quote unquote bachelor party, wherein we set up a little projector and play video games in the small conference room of the Holiday Inn Express in Greencastle, Pennsylvania. Um, and it was perfectly pleasant and fine, and it was very much a, a a casual, fairly casual wedding. And I'm sure there'll be pictures soon. But then Sunday afternoon, we needed to be about six hours away on Long Island for an old friend of mine getting married, and that was the big blown out super extravagant uh reception at a wedding venue on the water we literally went to the reception ate from these six buffet stations had a couple of drinks and thought oh this is nice they're just doing a sunday afternoon cocktail thing and then the doors opened to the dining room and we went in and had our three-course dinner oh i've been to weddings like that we we honestly thought that if it had been done with the cocktail hour food, we would have been like, oh, that's nice. That was that was a light Sunday thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I've been to two weddings. I wish everyone the best from both of those weddings. Uh, <laughs> and then this week, Sam is hosting a professional conference uh, for colleagues from across the country who are all coming in. She's got about 70 people coming into the Marriott in Providence. Uh, and because the budget's tight, I am DJing two nights of their dinners. Nice. <laughs> what are you going to spin in there? The uh, is, it, is it the optometrist conference? It's uh, it's the orthoptists. Yeah, it's the, orthoptists. Uh, yeah, that's Sam's official title. Sounds like a dinosaur. Something like that. People think it's feet when they don't know when they hear orthoptics. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. I need to see a good orthoptist. I'll talk about it later. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, can we make requests? Absolutely. Uh, sadly, this won't come out until Friday, although uh, Friday night's going to be the second night of me DJing. So if people hear this on Friday and want to send me stuff they think I should play, shoot me a message or post it to our Facebook page and I'll work it into the playlist. Uh, Thursday night is dinner at the hotel. It's a New England clam bake dinner. Uh, and Friday night is actually one of the bars I host trivia in. We rented out their second floor party room because it's right near the hotel. <clears throat> We're having everyone over for bar food and drinks, and I'm going to – I bought a couple of crappy, like, laser lights to shine around the room and a light <laughs> bar to put – I don't DJ. I don't know, but I, it's the <laughs> cheapest thing I could get that would make it look like I DJ. So, Can you just throw up an eye chart on every wall? <laughs> <laughs> make them feel at home? Would um, Yeah, they might say that it, it it is affecting their eyesight and that's bad for it. 
Yeah, the lasers. I think I think the drinking is going to affect their eyesight more than anything else. <laughs> Do you get I've, to stay in a hotel? Yes. Yeah, oh, we're nice. actually checking in tomorrow night. We have a suite. It has a apparently we didn't go into it, but I found a picture. It has the six person dining room table in it, mm-hmm. like the fancy people suite. Really? I have a way to cut some of the budget. Don't stay at the hotel. Uh, our hotel is a an extremely minimal part because it, it's part of the room package. I'm just joking. Anyways. <laughs> Believe me, we were looking at places to cut. I would have cut it. Mm-hmm. The uh, AV guy and I have been haggling over the price of VGA cables and HDMI cables and all these dumb That's little things. That's such a racket. Yep. Uh, we're paying $400 a day for the projector. I, I might as well have gone out and bought one, but really. it doesn't work that way. Um. That's my life. After all this on Sunday, uh, we're going to be taping our recap Saturday night because on Sunday I'm hosting a benefit gala dinner in Westchester that I do every year. I MC, so I'll be in a tux trying to sell silent auction items and hustling old rich people for their money for a group in New York that I do a lot of work with. And then I'll be back. And then finally it'll be May and I'll be done with all of this. Nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to a break. I think Sam and I are going to go camping next weekend it's gonna be nice um as for what i've been watching i've been busier than normal even for me lately um but after years of hesitation from sam i finally got her to sit down and marathon west wing with me and christy you're a west wing fan nope haven't watched one episode i thought you were who (laughs) who among us was the west wing fan no i said i want to watch it you want to I just never have. There's no reason for me that I didn't, except for I think I was in college when it started with no cable. Well, I had I I liked it originally, but then I also had a roommate uh, mid college who was obsessed and had the seven season box set DVD set, and so we would just run it on a loop from one through seven and over again. And so it's Sam's first time, but we're into season six. We're into everybody moving on to their next candidates for president, and it's very exciting, and uh, I won't get into it now because that's a whole different podcast. A podcast I wanted to launch, but it looks like actually more qualified people than me just launched it. They did. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's an episode where – or a show where uh, – I forget who it is from the show. I think Joshua Molina and guests are going to break down every episode. They're going to do West Wing, a look back, you know. Right. That'd yeah. But that's well, my... we had that idea. Yes, we did have that idea, but apparently so did people who actually worked on the West Wing. Yeah. How about a show where um, where Kanye analyzes it, the Kanye West Wing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it. I would like that. that and Tracy Jordan together. Uh, uh, sure. Amazing. Who would be yeah. more crazy? <laughs> And Curry. And Curry. And Curry. <laughs> Possibly Anchor. Uh, before I throw to Meredith, the only other thing I want to add is that, Christy, uh, you have gone on in detail on Nerd Out Loud and other places about the caucusing process in the yes. state of Washington. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what a shit show it's been. Yes. So I wanted to let everyone know it's primary day in Rhode Island. We are uh, a primary state, not a caucus state. Uh, I walked to my polling place this morning. It's at the elementary school a block from my house. Um, I went in. Uh, There was no line. I got my ballot. We connect the arrows with black markers on our Mm -hmm. ballots. We did that too, yeah. Um, I 
I connected the line for uh, Mr. Bernie Sanders. Uh, I then connected the lines for the eight delegates. There were eight delegates, and I had to pick eight delegates for Bernie. So there was no deciding there between people mm-hmm. I didn't know. Uh, I fed it into the ballot reading machine, and then I came home and had a cup of coffee. And that is my voting story. That's great. That's the way it should be. Yeah. I have a question, though. <laughs> sure. And this, I don't need to, we don't need to turn this into a political, but how do you get to be a delegate on that ballot? That's what, that's the part that kind of confuses me and also scares me of who are these people? Uh, yeah, I don't know in Rhode Island. I mean, it's, it's, um, they're party delegates. So I imagine that you have to actually finagle that through the party, not the state. I would start by sending a lot of angry emails and complaining on Twitter. <laughs> to the establishment? At to whoever, Rhode Island. <laughs> whoever I think is going to get something done for me and make me a delegate and, you know, make me important. That's how I would do it. I got to say, I do wonder how many people vote for Rocky De La Fuente just because of his name. Did you guys have that as an option on your ballot in Washington State? No, but that, that, was, a, that, was, uh, that was nutty that he got to put his nickname on the ballot. I mean, if you got to put nicknames on the ballot, I would definitely try to get on there just to throw on, you know, clip clop, Drew McFrizz, you know, just to keep going. Like the until bank I was robber, Frizzell. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the people's, the people's bank plumbing robber. paper for president. Cause you'll be at the top. Right. 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 Yeah. <laughs> got to get well, all the A's to, in there. Mike, remember we hear we had a guy named Mike, the mover who had yeah. legally changed his name to the mover. Right, he name. ran for everything all the time everything. for yeah. like 30 years. I voted for him every time because it would always be those like water commissioner or something that no one knows what they actually right. do. Right, yeah. Yeah, uh, we should change to that. Um, I think it takes takes the whole primary situation out of the hands of the people. Like it gets, our way gets a lot of community involvement, but then that also leads to the shit showness of it. Right. I'm sure if I wanted to get more involved with the Democratic Party in Rhode Island, I could I could do that. But I'm pretty sure the candidates just pick their delegates to get on the ballot for them for mm-hmm. however many mm-hmm. you need for your state. So yeah. I did notice like Hillary had more than eight people you could pick, but you could only pick eight. And so it made me wonder about the person, you know, 14 or 15 names down for the average Hillary supporter, because how many of them were just going in and hitting the first eight on the list? Well, also that that supposes that there's eight eight pers- eight people so that's saying that 50% of of Rhode Island wants Hillary and 50% wants Bernie because you get to have 16 right Total. Uh, something like that um yeah. So then that's where the, that's where the issue lies Well the other why... candidates I mean I could have voted for delegates for other people separately from my presidential vote it's a weird thing yeah uh, but the important part is that i logged my vote all toward my guy so you know okay, okay. i just wanted to let you know that my process was easy <laughs> and that you should be jealous yeah. <laughs> uh, and i am that... but i like to i need to learn more about it though <laughs> i don't trust it yeah you know uh <laughs> to meredith uh for uh among other things a pup date and uh, you've got some other stuff for us as well. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. The puppy has, if anyone's ever had a puppy out there, you kind of know that they dominate your lives for the first little while anyway. It's almost like having a baby. 
Um, so he's been taking up all my free time. Uh, but he's, he's getting a lot better as far as his anxiety in the crate. That was a big problem at first. He was, we would put him in his crate. We're trying to crate train him to, to, you know, help the, the potty training and all that. And he was fine in his crate until one of us was out of sight. If he couldn't see me or Duff, he would just start to scream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, you know, it was like we were sticking hot pokers in him. You guys heard it on the last LRB. He's just mm-hmm. like yipping like crazy. Um, so that we're trying to work on that by leaving him in there and walking away and not returning until he calms down. That's what our trainer told us to do so that we're not encouraging the crying. And it's really hard to do because it's, first of all, it's, hard to listen to it's loud it hurts your ears Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's unpleasant sound and you're also like i don't want my puppy to be sad right but we kind of have to let him cry it out so so we're doing that and and today i left his crate in the other room while i was working i work from home so i just kind of walked around the corner and let him cry and then he was quiet and took a nap for a few hours so it's working it's taking a long time and it's hard but it's working he's also his potty training's going great he hasn't had an accident inside since the last time i reported an accident a couple weeks ago so i'm very happy about that um you know we're 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 doing some some uh, clicker training in the backyard every morning and every day at noon uh he's learning how to pay attention to us and look to us for guidance so his next day of puppy school is in a couple days on saturday so looking forward to that is the clicker training actually working because we i tried it and my dog just looked at me like bitch please (laughs) well so you have to do it a lot uh i don't think he got it at first but what we do is so like if you want we want to teach him to make eye contact with us so you sit you stand there you look at him and you wait for him to make eye contact then you click the thing and then you throw a treat and you throw it away so that he breaks eye contact goes get the treat and then you don't click it again or give another treat until he makes eye contact again so he'll eventually Mm. pick that up pretty quickly actually like we taught him to sit in about five minutes using that technique interesting okay so I'm it really is working. You can do something else. You can say like, yes, or good dog or something, but it's just more immediate and more constant that way to use the clicker because it's the same sound every single time. So he knows when he hears that click, he did the right thing and he's going to get a treat. So it's and immediate, immediate feedback. Meredith also eventually, I mean, because um, Abby went through this training and if we just stuck with it, she would be a much better dog. <laughs> it's a noise that you can do yourself, you know, at least imitate in a way down yeah, the road yeah. if you don't have the clicker you just go right and exactly. the dog will just look at you and accept yeah. mm-hmm. and he's already responding to that pretty well and yeah. he, he knows his name now and so it, life's getting a lot easier with him which is nice it was getting a little stressful and i was sort of wondering what the hell i was thinking getting a puppy for a while <laughs> um <laughs> but he's adorable and great and so it's been fun it's it's getting better um so that's like probably number one in my life right now i've been um Rewatching Downton Abbey when when the when the series ended, I kind of I didn't think it would hit me as hard as it did, <laughs> but I felt there's like a really huge Downton Abbey shaped hole in my life right now. So I decided to go back and rewatch them. And what I discovered is that on Amazon Prime you can download the episodes to your device. So I downloaded a bunch and I've been watching them on plane rides. Um, so I recently went to Vegas and I think I knocked. We had a delay and I think I got through like five on the way to Vegas and maybe four on the way back. So that's been really fun. And actually, Wagoneer Sarah Mulrooney, she dropped me a line to let me know that there's a podcast called Up Yours Downstairs. 
and <laughs> it's a it's a really fun uh, but very long recap show, and so they recap every single episode. So I, I, I'm starting from the beginning with that, and that also gives me kind of a nice Downton fix. I heard what Kanye's kind of really good on that, too. <laughs> what? What kind of nerds would waste their time recapping another show? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Snore. It's like a, my duty to, to listen to that. Um, so that's been really great. I, I'm on episode three, the, the most recent one that I watched – Spoiler alert, if anyone hasn't watched Downton Abbey, mm. fast forward. Um, this is the, the last episode was the one where Sybil, the middle daughter, goes into labor. Um, mm. She's been, she's returned to Downton because her husband, like, burned down a castle in Ireland or something. <laughs> I didn't really understand yeah. what that was about, but they had to, like, flee back to Downton and hide there so they can never leave. They can never go back to Ireland again. So she's in labor. She's about to have her baby, and and uh, there's two doctors who are disagreeing over her care. So Dr. Clarkston is, like, the, you know, the folky kind of local doctor, and then they have their fancy Sir Philip doctor. And... Dr. Clarkson thinks that she's got eclampsia. Sir Philip does not think she has eclampsia, thinks that everything's going fine. And then she gives birth to this baby and everything seems fine. But in the middle of the night, she kind of takes a turn for the worst and she dies like 10 minutes after becoming super sick. So she really did have eclampsia. Dr. Clarkson was right. And uh, her mom, Cora, really blames um, the dad for not believing Dr. Clarkson. Right. it's a it's a it's a huge problem it was really really sad i don't i'm not a big crier but i did have a tear or two for this one Mm -hmm. and i did the first time too it was just awful like they they don't express too much emotion in this show but they were just wailing and and that really gets to me because she was the best the best character ever on that show she was she was the only like pure of heart nice person (laughs) i was not a watcher of the show the first couple seasons so i've like been gathering information you know since i started sometime in season three and yeah there's a lot of tension about the doctoring that yeah, has gone on because they that show. didn't even want to have dr clerks in there at all so it was like well Doc- sir philip can just do it he he's delivered tons of babies he delivered all of them i think mm-hmm. all the girls um but then like i think cora had told dr clarkson he could be there and she didn't want to go back on her word so he was there but it turned out that since he knew Sybil and he knew her personality, he could tell that she was acting strange mm-hmm. yeah, and that she was sick. So it was good that he was there, but ultimately to no avail. So it was a really awful. And you know how when you're watching shows on a plane, you're a little more vulnerable, yes. and yes. a little more emotional. Mm-hmm. I cried at Wale. I didn't even have any alcohol, but like I was sobbing on a plane. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the worst because, yeah, it's something about the plane air, I think. Yeah, the altitude or something. I was like, Tom yeah. has to raise his daughter all by himself. <laughs> it was so terrible. So, yeah, I've been watching that despite the tears. And then, um, oh, the other thing is, so we're recording this on a Tuesday night. And if I'm not washed away in a flood tonight, then I'm going to go to dinner um, with a 10, two 10s, Ingrid Keller and ultra super gold star Historia 10 Ashley. Right. Um, and then we're going to go see David Sedaris tomorrow night. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's too bad awesome. Ingrid couldn't make it to our uh, party that we had, but I, I know you've met Ashley. 
Yeah, Ingrid's in Fort Worth, so I think this will be the first time I'll, I'll meet Ingrid. Um, and Ashley hosted our 2000th episode party in Dallas. So that'll be great. It's been a while since I've seen a lot of other 10s. I'm getting a little, little choked up about it. I wish I could go to the Twin Cities. I've been trying to figure out a way to make it happen, but it's just not going to be possible. Oh, yeah. When's that? June 11th. All right. But, you know, Seattle summer's coming, so maybe yeah, we need to get everyone, all of us in one place. Everyone in listening area is going to Seattle in July, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Free wedding. Yeah, Written right. invitation. Written invitation. <laughs> uh, Meredith, anything else? Oh, oh, the other thing is... I think, so I haven't listened to today's TBTL either, but uh, I think they were talking about the Beyonce thing. And that's another thing I've been kind of glued to for the last couple of days is her album slash visual album. Um, it's it's awesome to listen to, and it's definitely worthwhile sitting through the video. There's like, a, there's like basically a huge long video that encompasses every song on the album, and it's really amazing. It's like... <laughs> I I think Jay Z definitely cheated on her. <laughs> oh, for sure. Um, and I think this is his punishment because it is brutal. Uh, you know, did you download Title or did you get it through iTunes? No, I got it on iTunes. I'm not going to give Jay Z more money. <laughs> yeah. I'm mad at him right now. He's just going to spend it on his mistress. Right. Yeah. First of all, I think it's not nice that people are going after her. I'm mad at Jay-Z. I'm not mad at whoever his mistress is. Um, but it's it's beautiful and cathartic to watch Beyonce just like smile and smash the shit out of cars. <laughs> it's so wonderful. It's like if, if you've ever been cheated on and have been furious about it, this will it's be... It's what you wanted to do. <laughs> it's exactly what you want to do. So it's beautiful and great and everyone should go watch it. And did you notice that it was all over Twitter, but... That her bat was named hot sauce. Yes. That's the best part. Yes. I just pulled it up on iTunes and because I haven't bought it yet. I've been so busy. But um, there, there's a clean version. No, no. no I'm not. No. no, I'm just. I mean, that's my point. I mean, why would you bother? It looks like no. seven of the 13 tracks come up with explicit tags. Hmm. She she's not one for swear. I have a lot of her albums, and she does not swear that much. She's she doesn't have a pouty mouth, but she gets raw in this up in this uh, album. I'm gonna Good. wait for the yeah. kids. She says a bop. lot of naughty words. And it's What'd great. you say, Mike? I'm gonna wait for the kids' bop version. <laughs> <laughs> when the, love when the police, Glee, love the police. When Glee does it. <laughs> uh. All right, Mike, that was as good of an intro as you're going to get. Tell us uh, what you've been keeping busy with lately. Uh, not to get right in the middle of it, but did I see a postcard featuring pictures of your house on it? <laughs> right. Uh, uh, our real estate agent um, used a picture of our front room, our TV room, uh, on a postcard, a direct mail postcard, asking people to enter to win a $1,000 uh, room makeover. And the the joke was, and Emily actually wanted to send this to our agent and say, hey, why did you make us the before picture in your <laughs> room makeover? <laughs> but she knows that our real estate, agent, real estate agent would get the joke, but she would feel like she couldn't say that she got the joke. So she would have to like say, no, no, we love your 
room. We love everything. Yeah. Right. So, so we didn't choose to make that joke with her. I just made it on Facebook. But um, <laughs> the the thing about um, our house and why we're selling our house and why we're moving to Kyle, um, I just want to clarify what's going on with, with me and Emily. And I'll take it all the way back to like 2010. Um, just be patient with me. Uh, I, I was working and had a career in restaurant management in, um, in the Seattle area and I was living in Redmond and Emily had come up and spent a summer with me. And then, um, you know, then we were apart again, we were doing the long distance thing again. Uh, and you know, we wanted to get married. We wanted to be together. Uh, and I, the situation at my, um, with my career was, uh, tense. It was a family business and it, it was becoming something I didn't want to be a part of anymore. And also, you know, Emily and I wanted to be together and she had Cullen down here and his dad lives down here. So, um, I decided to move to Austin and so I, you know, I quit my career there and I came to Austin and couldn't really find a career job here. I had one major interview and it didn't work out. I didn't get it. So after four or five months, I just started working in a restaurant because I know how to do everything in a restaurant. And I just wanted, you know, have some money coming in, have a little pride as a human to be working. So uh, the whole time that I've known Emily, she's she's worked in um, – a really good job and been, you know, moving up and up and up. She's very talented. She's very smart. And, uh, so, you know, we just slipped into a dynamic where I worked at first. I worked full time in, in the restaurant. And then, you know, eventually I started, you know, scaling back a little bit, just, you know, just so we could spend more time together because she was kind of miserable in her job. So I wanted to spend as much time as possible with her. So I was working three or four nights a week and just taking care of the house and the and the dogs and you know whatever details because her job is really stressful and requires a lot of her brain power. So, uh, you know, fast forward to last August, I'm probably working three or four nights a week in the restaurant, and Emily's working hard and and she is out on the road a lot, which she hates uh, at client sites and. She has an episode where she has deja vu and she has paranoia, and this is not like her. She's very sharp, and eventually we take her to um, – I think uh, the whole episode thing happened like Thursday and Friday, and she came home over the weekend, and everything kind of calmed down, but we still took her to the doctor on Monday, and he immediately sent her for an MRI, and eventually – we got a diagnosis of a brain tumor, which had um, pretty much engulfed her right frontal lobe. She didn't really have much of it left. And the only reason that she had an episode was because it had become so like swollen that it had pushed on her left frontal lobe. And she had that episode that I was talking about. And after it, it took quite a while to diagnose, but it's a relatively slow growing brain tumor, which had probably been with her for 10, 15, 20 years and just growing over her right frontal lobe as function was being transferred to the left, which is a thing that can happen. So in late September, 
she had most of her right frontal lobe removed, and she didn't really lose much brain function or really anything that I can tell or that we can tell. Um, but she was laid up for a while, and she did lose her job over it. And, you know, don't inundate us with, you know, legal advice on that. Mm-hmm. It's all been worked out. Uh, she lost her job over it, which she wasn't heartbroken about because she hated that job. Um, but because she was the primary breadwinner and we had a pretty large mortgage payment on this house, it did, you know, place some financial worries on us. So we decided that uh, we would have to sell the house. And I started working more. I was working six nights a week from two weeks after the surgery. Yeah, I took I took two weeks off. After that, I started working six nights a week just to keep cash coming in. Uh, but she doesn't like that. You know, she doesn't really want me to go to work. She likes me to be home taking care of her. But, you know, eventually she's physically recovered. She's mentally recovered. And now she's getting ready to go back to work. But the thing is, you know, all that gap of income required that that we needed to find another place to live, which we have found in Kyle. We are going to be... Um, paying cash pretty much for that house, which is, I would say, nicer than this house. But it's just in a newer development. It's not near downtown Austin. So we're able to parlay our equity or Emily's equity in this house into the new house. So that's where we are. Um, That's why we're moving to Kyle. Um, There's an additional complication here in that because I... You know, I've been working really hard to help her get the house ready to sell. She's a hell of a project manager, and I'm just kind of her assistant. And I, you know, do as much physical stuff as I can. And then still going to work at night. I already had a bad foot. I have a bad left uh, fifth metatarsal on my left foot. It's bad. It always hurts. Um, it's never good for me to be on my feet for very long. And then somewhere during the moving process, I think we were at the hotel one night when the painters were here, and I something popped in my ankle and I have a bad ankle to start with. My right ankle is bad. So now I don't know which foot to limp on and I have to go to work and stand every night in a restaurant. So, um, you know, I'm looking to get some different kind of work, you know, some, some stay at home work or whatever. So if anybody has any suggestions or, or openings or whatever, part-time, full-time, um, I'm here and it would allow me to be with Emily more and take care of her as she sort of transitions back into, she's looking, you know, looking to get back into working. Um, you know, this, I know this is a, a lot of stuff to lay out there, but I mean, I've been giving all these house updates, but people don't really know the story behind why we're moving to Kyle. That's the story. And I appreciate everyone's support and everyone messaging me privately about, um, you know, what's been going on with Emily, what's going on with the house, and I love you all. But um, should I talk about my TV? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> on a brighter note. Uh, uh, last man on earth. Uh, since <laughs> since Tandy's brother has fallen to earth from the sky, Jason Sudeikis, <laughs> it's, it's awkward at an entirely new level, and I'm so happy with it. I... It, Almost makes me sick to my stomach to watch it, how awkward this TV is, because <laughs> because Tandy's just, he's just the most awkward person to watch on television. And I know that doesn't sound like I'm selling it, but 
I'm know, a fan of Aquaman. I started to watch this show, and then I, I had to give it up because it was just like, he was just the worst human. <laughs> he's, he's a terrible person. I can't. I couldn't he's do it. Terrible so person. Should I push through? Yes. I have the well, same question because I left it um, near the end of the last season. Him, him and uh, his brother, it's totally worth it. They get into a prank war, of which Tandy is ill-equipped <laughs> to to win. He gets a lot of comeuppance, if that helps you, Meredith. It does. <laughs> well. That's I, it? That's the only show you watch? Uh, well, Silicon Valley. I'm talking about ones that Emily and I watch together. Um, I watch the ongoing nightmare that is the Mariner season as much as I can catch. <laughs> That's not funny anymore. Well, uh, I think I think that wraps us up, guys. I think we're caught up. Uh, yeah. Going forward, we're all back. Christy, you're back, more or less. Yes. yes. And uh, we still have Anne around and she'll be joining us now and again we haven't asked her yet but she's going to hear this and then know that she's <laughs> going to be joining us now and again and uh hold this space next week for your next phyllis fletcher friday yes may fletch mm-hmm. for anyone who's made it through all of this episode purely about us do we really need to tell people how to get involved at this point <laughs> uh just spiritually drop- involved yeah just drop us a line, guys. If you haven't been listening to Dirt Out Loud, do go listen to the last one. There's so much more to the wedding and honeymoon. You can hear all about Jeremy crying. <laughs> there may or may not be video somewhere of it, too. Excellent. What a pussy. I don't cry. <laughs> uh, and with that, uh, Christy, everyone's been doing your line for... Yes. You're back to take it. What if I don't remember it? Whatever you want to give <laughs> <Do> us. <your> <laughs> <best>. <laughs> Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Nailed it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he's so loud. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>